I don't think I'm any better at failing. I just have a different mindset that, like, this may not work out. And if I fail, I pick myself back up. I don't sit in the basement for the next three weeks and my life is over. Like, you got to pull yourself back up and find a new idea. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Good morning, everyone. Thank you guys for joining me wherever you are. Okay, I want to tell you about this book I'm reading. That's the first thing that we can kick it off with. And I've read his, so I've read this other one, Pain Free at Your PC. His name is Pete Igoscu, and he started his clinic in San Diego, California, I, I believe. And then there's another one in Southern California, in Los, in the Los Angeles area. What is it called? It's not, it's not that far from where we're at in Redondo Beach, so... I would love to go and check out his clinic. He do has has have many has many clinics now, but he was a, a Vietnam vet and dealt with a lot of pain. And he found a way to heal himself, which I think is super cool. And he's not really he feels like first of all, like movement is the number one number one aspect. I suppose of healing is movement. He said people were meant to move, like we were meant to move our bodies. The more pain we have, the less we move. The less we move, the more pain we have, <laughs> which is a vicious circle. So the only way to get out of pain is to move in particular ways. And he explains that in his book. I, I haven't gotten there yet. This is the second book I'm reading of his. So it's called Pain Free, a, rev- a revolutionary method for stopping chronic pain. And I love this. I love this first one. I've, I've only into chapter two. And um, I'm really enjoying it again. And then at the end, there's exercises and like movements that he suggests. And I've been doing some of them. And some of you may know that I've been dealing with a bit of chronic pain myself. And I'm well on the way to healing, which I'm very excited to share with you. And then we ha- we've had a past show where I talked about that as well. Those are all on exploringmindandbody.com. So he, he doesn't really believe in surgery. He doesn't really believe in medication, which... <laughs> aligns very well with what my my beliefs are. Now, don't get me wrong. Everyone has to walk their own path and everyone has to make their own decisions. I just feel like it's it's an easier route to go that way. You know, like I'm in these groups, I'm in some of these um, pain, like chronic pain groups, and I just want to see what other people are dealing with. For me, I always think about how I can help people. Like if you're going through something, how can you help someone go through something similar? And like, it feels like a lot of people just want to complain about their pain. And maybe that's what the groups are for. Maybe you you have a safe and secure group where you can just vent and complain. I just, I don't see too many solutions in those types of groups. It's mostly like, I have so much pain. And don't get me wrong, like the pain that I went through and some of the people that I know, the pain that that has happened in our lives, like physical nerve pain. And um, my gosh, I have never dealt with anything like that in my life. Don't want to again. <laughs> Which I think some people, which is the reason why people go to surgery and they go on medication. It's a whole rabbit hole when you start with chronic pain. But he told this really interesting story about, so he was injured. I didn't, I don't know why or how he got injured, but he said that 
this was this is really graphic. I don't know why it makes me a bit emotional, but he said that there's a guy said he was in bed, like he was in a in a bed after being injured in the war, and there was someone laying next to him next to him who had a a stomach wound, and the guy was basically like screaming in agony the whole time. And my gosh, it's so hard to think about <laughs> when you've gone through like a certain amount of pain, <laughs> when you feel like you can't take any more pain, when you're like basically like mentally, physically, emotionally broken and then you can resonate with other people that have to go through that or have gone through that i just feel so bad for the guy so basically they said that he had no there was nothing that doctors could do like there's no more pain relief they could give him so anything they gave him he was still in excruciating pain so the one guy's in in the bed next to him like basically screaming all night and then pete Igasku is telling the story who's next to him and the doctors come in with a clipboard and he said he was like kind of like on his face like on his belly he couldn't really see like what was happening but the doctors came in and they said well basically he's gonna live or he's gonna die you know he's either gonna pull himself through or he's gonna die and then and pete said that he was in so much pain discomfort he couldn't even roll over to see if they were talking about him and then he said later on they realized it was it wasn't about him it was about this guy that was basically dying right next to him and I don't know. It was just so gripping to me that that kind of stuff happened, happened, and it's it is happening still because of chronic pain. But he said that the limitation wasn't on the individual. The limitation was on the doctor, which I believe 100%. Now, I'm not saying it's their fault. I'm just saying that I just agree with what he said. He said that their scope of healing was limited and that was the end of what they could do all they could do is prescribe medication and i don't know if they did surgery or what but that was the end of what they could do so that's what they're saying like he's either gonna he's either gonna live and pull himself through from what we've been able to do or he's gonna die and pete was just saying that there's another way and so he was so he goes through these motions and he goes through mindset and there's, there's a whole list of the things that he does but and now of course i think it's really cool it is a modality it's a lot of it's one that a lot of people haven't heard of you don't hear about it like cairo or osteo or even even the people don't hear about osteo much but maybe massage or physio but it's it's a thing like a lot of people have heard about it especially if you deal with lower back pain bulging discs um ruptured or herni herniated that's that's what it's meant for is your posture so i feel like I feel, I feel like there's a reason for everything and that's that's really difficult for a lot of people to understand because we don't want to take that accountability like for me to to try to justify like why these horrible things happen to anyone like i feel like it's a like a it's a learning lesson that we can we, but it's a, it's a learning lesson and we choose what we deal with it how we deal with it or what we choose what we can do with it and you see that in in all walks of life people that have chronic like maybe like kids that have cancer or adults that go through crazy painful chronic illness for an extended period of time in and out of hospitals in and out of surgeries like that helps me deal with pain because i'm like there's got to be people that are, are dealing with something way worse than this but i just feel like a lot of people deal with pain and in this case pete shows you how to reduce the pain in your life if you want that and it, it comes from movement it comes from exercise it comes from stretching i was at a point where i was like i was in so much pain i, I couldn't move but once that pain resided a little bit i didn't know if i should move like should i be moving is it going to make it worse is the pain going to come back and there's no one really gave me any any real answers like here take some medication or we should probably plan a surgery or don't don't do anything to make it worse like that's that was some of the that, <laughs> that was some of the advice i got don't like what does that mean like that could be a wide range of anything so 
at, at any rate, I, I just sometimes you feel like you're you're alone. Sometimes you feel like you're you're handcuffed into into a decision that you may not think is right or you may not feel is right. But at any rate, at least in this regard and in this book for pain free, he talks about proper posture, and that's for everything for nips, nips, knee. I tried to say knees and ankles at the same time. No, I knees and hips at the same time. <laughs> that's for anything. That's for shoulders he does it's your whole posture for your hips lower back and knees ankles and that's based when it comes to chronic pain he believes it's based around movement and don't get me wrong like i said I, I, like i've been in the place where i've been in so much pain i wasn't physically able to move but once you can get past that and start moving that's where i found success that's where i found so my uh, i've shared this a number of times but i have a rigorous morning and evening routine now and that's something that i'm in it for the long haul i feel like people will go and do things for a short amount of time and hope for results and then not see results basically instantly and then stop doing what it is that they're doing so for me it's like i don't really i don't feel like i have another choice like these are some of the modalities or exercise or things that i've done or been doing that i feel like have made a difference so I guess for me, like I'm in it for the long haul. Like I don't feel like I have too many other choices but to try movement and to try some of the things that I'm doing. So I do like a whole. I do. I spend about an hour in the morning. I do hot. I do sauna first, and then I do hot cold therapy in the shower. Then I go to our. Uh, I go right to our massage gun that I've been using for oh, probably six, eight months, maybe. But I, and then I do stretching. I do hanging. I do rolling. I do um, pressure points. I, it's a long process, and I don't think most people would be willing to commit to that, which is why that chronic pain stays and and doesn't get fixed in my opinion and then of course but you have other opinions everyone has a different opinion like don't do anything to make it worse maybe some people would feel rolling makes it worse. I actually just started stretching like stretching certain areas that i haven't stretched in a long time because i've been like don't move like don't make it worse it's just pain's just gonna come back or before I had a before I feel like I had a bit of an episode here not too long ago maybe a few weeks ago or longer but before that I was I was I was relatively pain free but I was still doing um I was still doing limited I wasn't doing a whole lot of stretching I wasn't doing like deep tissue stuff I'm gonna start doing red light therapy here in, in as soon as my machine gets. <laughs> But the thing is, like, I feel like you have to turn over every rock. You have to turn over every stone. You have to keep finding and grinding and putting in the time and effort. When in most cases, I, I feel like this is just my opinion that a lot of people just don't do anything because they're afraid they're going to make it worse or they're scared that it's not going to help. And then you have to rely on medication and possibly surgery. The problem is, like, we understand surgery isn't 100% guarantee. I have a friend that it actually made it worse, unfortunately. And then to be stuck on meds for the rest of your life, like, that's not something that I'm interested in personally. So I feel like if if you could take anything away from that is that be in it for the long haul and make a decision that you're going to stick with it, not for a week or not for a couple months. Like I don't have any plans of not until I'm, I know like I'm 100% confident. I have zero pain. I still have pain, by the way, but to have zero pain, I'm 100% confident that I don't, that I'm in a, in a good place where I feel like I need to be, which is better than 100%. I'm going to keep doing everything that I'm that I'm doing otherwise you regress and you that pain and issues start to come back so if you guys are have chronic pain at all I would highly suggest checking out pain-free um, that's Peter Gascu he wrote it with someone else Rogers Gittinies I probably butchered that but I read another one of his books and it was fantastic so I was like I gotta get another one 
because this one is kind of revamped and there's even more exercises in the back in the in the back of the book no pen, pun intended in the back <laughs> but there's all kinds of exercising i'm like why wouldn't you try some of these exercises? And I think like at first, and it, like I'm saying, it doesn't matter where your pain is. You got to get moving. You got to get stretching and you got to get some mobility back. And I really like that they've got pictures. They're, they're all in black. Not that that matters. They got pictures in here. Hey, you talk about headaches, spinal cord. Like there's tons of stuff in here. And, and like he studied this stuff for years. You got to find, you got to find experts out there that know what they're doing. Cause I was like, there's got to be a spine expert. There's got to be someone that is very specific and knows what they're doing. Cause everyone's like kind of, uh, like you get someone like I like I've had some I don't want to put different modalities down. Like I've I've had treatments across the board and some put in more effort than others. Some are very specific to your area. Some are very general. Some are specific to who you are. Like, you know, it bothers me a little bit is I've gone through a dozen um, consultations like health history, blah, blah, blah. And it's mo like in most cases, they give you the same treatment. And then you're like, oh, and then you go back and like, actually, this hurts a little bit more than this. Can you work on that? Or can you fix that? And it's the same treatment as before. So it's like, it's not very specific. At any rate, there's, there's, there's people that are magical out there that can change your life without question. I just haven't found too many. <laughs> but you got to keep looking is my point. You got to keep looking. You got to keep finding people that can resonate with you and make a difference. And and that's that's all there. You have to go through failure. You learn so much from failure, and it, it's incredible. You learn way like head above shoulders, way more about about failure. When you fail, you learn way more then. But then we have these like, and I'm also listening to this very interesting um, podcast. I'm not a huge podcast person, with, um, but I, well, I listen to like this the odd one. I'd rather listen to clips, but um, sounds funny because I have my own podcast. <laughs> It was, it was actually, I'm debating if I want to bring this up <laughs> because I know that like it's such a, I feel like a, like a polarizing issue of like, it's a, it's the, it's a coddling society of like, don't, don't let your, don't fall down and get hurt. Don't let your kids fail. Don't like, like participation awards. Like, I mean, I got to tell you, I've never learned, like I grew up as an athlete. Like I played all kinds of sports and winning was fun. Like I learned how to win and I learned how to be on a winning team. But they're ha like hot or cold. Like what if, what if, how would you experience, if the water was always lukewarm, how would you ever experience, like if you had a house that was always lukewarm, there was no option to have hot or cold, how would you know what it is to like burn yourself, right? Like you got to burn yourself a little bit is what I'm saying. Like, how would you know the difference if everything is a participation award? right i just don't understand that mindset and and then like cold you got to understand what cold is you you go outside in the canadian alberta winter and you're freezing what if it was always la weather <laughs> and you never experienced like put on an extra coat like we our toes get cold like you got to experience that the hot and cold you have to experience success you have to experience losing like if if you always have participation awards and you never lose how will your child ever learn how to lose and how to pick yourself back up and how to get through difficult times and how to grind it out. Like most of my days <laughs> grinding it out. <laughs> you know, here's, here's a funny thing that a lot of people, a lot of young business owners are just starting up or a lot of people are thinking about starting their own business. They come to me and say, Hey, what, what's something that made a big difference in your life? And I said, to be honest with you, baseball, like I played baseball most of my life. And, and, and as an athlete, like you learn to fail, you learn to lose on a regular basis. And one of the things that always sticks with me is in baseball, if you fail, like if you're successful in baseball, you fail 
seven out of ten times. If you're, let me say that again. If you're successful in baseball, you fail seven out of ten times, which means you, you're out. You, you know, you don't get a hit, you don't walk, you don't get on base. You're, you, you have to. I don't know if that's a good analogy if we have any baseball people out there, but if you bet three hundred, which is you're successful three out of ten times, there's a good chance you go into the Hall of Fame if you do that for your whole career. Consistency is something else I learned from sports and athletics. You can't just be good one game and then suck the rest of the season. <laughs> you have to be consistent, which I bring to business. You have to be consistent with your posting, with your products, with your um, with your message, with your... Everything needs to be... Cons- you have to be consistent. Um, sorry, I got a message popped. Uh, you have to be consistent. And the problem is, is that if you don't learn to fail, how are you going to learn to succeed i i don't know like i don't it's such a interesting concept to me i don't understand how that works but what i was saying is that people come to me and they say how how did you learn because because being an entrepreneur is mostly failure <laughs> i failed for, for, for 10 years before we found any success in anything and most people wouldn't put themselves through that <laughs> pain and agony they just go get a job and work for someone else but if you are if if you're failing seven out of ten times you get pretty good at failing don't get me wrong it doesn't hurt any less it doesn't feel any better i don't think i'm i don't think i'm any better at failing i just have a different mindset that like this may not work out and if i fail i pick myself back up i don't sit in the basement for next three weeks and my life is over like you gotta figure pull yourself back up and find a new idea fine anyway i I know there's a lot of people that don't have that same perspective but i feel like you like you have to fail you have to fall down and the hardest part is like if a, if a kid falls down, you got to let him pull himself back up. Because what happens if you're always picking them up, always picking them up, and then you're not there to pick them up? Like, are they going to be able to function? Are they going to be able to... I'm not talking about, like, just physically getting up. Like, you got to be able to mentally get back up. And it's it's a learned response. It's a conditioned response. If you... Let me say, let me say like, if I don't... I didn't have any... I didn't have any help with entrepreneurship. But let's say, for example, every time I invested in a product <laughs> and it flopped, which we've done countless times. I had to find a way to make more money so I could pay my bills and invest in in more product. So I'm very resilient when it comes to finances because I know what it's like to have no money. I know what it's like to invest all your money into a project that makes nothing back. (laughs) So I feel like I'm pretty good at finding a way to make it work. And Dorothy, Dorothy says that often. She says, you know, like one of the most things I'm I'm most proud of is that I know that we're going to be okay. She said that I know like doesn't matter like how bad things get, like we're going to be okay. She said I watched I watched you do this. I watched us work together to make something out of nothing and we can we can succeed regardless of how bad things get or how low we are or how you know when you have flop after flop. And and don't get me wrong, like we've, we've been like doing well, like increasing and doing more, having help and investing. Like we've been very fortunate, but we've been through it was way longer than like this is just a short term that we found our success it's been until like i said it's probably it was probably eight to ten years where it was failure after failure before we were able to turn the corner and be like oh my gosh finally felt finally found success but coming back to brianna if you if if your kids don't learn that if you don't learn that as an adult if you don't learn that growing up that was one of the things that we learned that uh, on that, that podcast i was listening to one of the guys said is that he said that he had a job that he hated and his parents made him do it for i don't know four or five summers in a row and he was like building something and he, he just said it was, it was it was a grind it was miserable long hours he hated it he didn't even look forward to the summers but he said that, that was the reason he became a successful entrepreneur 
he said that I never, I, I knew that if I didn't do something with my life, I'd be stuck doing that job or a job like that for the rest of my life. And I just thought that was, that was a profound statement. Like, and if we don't, like if we coddle, if we offer participation of words, if you never let you, yourself, your children, like if they never go through that grind of like, I don't know, I feel like a, I'm not talking about like Russia. Don't make your kids stand outside with no clothes on until they get frostbite. <laughs> So they understand a hard life. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about like if, if, cause I did the same thing. I did the same thing. I worked construction. I was very fortunate that my, two of my uncles had construction businesses when I was growing up. So that was all the way up until college. So I would, on the weekends and in the summers, I would go and work. Not all the time, but I would go work and do construction. And I really disliked it. <laughs> I didn't like any of it. So that really helped me to be like, hey, if I want to do something different with my life, I have to make I have to put in the time and effort. And don't get me wrong. Like, I have so much respect for construction workers. I wish I, I knew a trade or I wish I was handy. Dorothy, if you're watching, don't say anything. <laughs> I'm not handy at all, which made it worse. I wasn't very good at it. I don't feel like I ever got better at it. It was just something I personally didn't want to do. If someone wants to weld or, you know, like a trade, there's, there's so much value in that. I just wasn't good at it. <laughs> so I really disliked it. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, is that because I was so bad at it, because I disliked it so much, I said, I've got to do something different. And that's what the same guy, that's what this other guy was saying is that that forced him to use his mind and be like, I have to grind it out. I have to be creative. I have to find another way to make money that, because I don't want to do this for my rest of my entire life. And I feel like without that, without that hardship, which is com comical. Like there's people starving, of course, which I'm not laughing at, but people have real hardship and we're talking about like doing something you don't really want to do. But as a business, like as a business owners, we run into people all the time. Like, ah, I don't really want to do that or not interested, or I don't know how to do that. Like instead of being resourceful and being like, I'll find a way to do that. Or um, I'm, I'm happy to do that because if I'm getting paid, I'll do it. Like, you know, I feel like we could use more of that more than the whole idea of just give them everything they want, protect their feelings, protect their, don't let them get physically hurt, like pick them up. Like, I'm not just talking about kids. I'm talking about like teenagers. I'm talking about adults. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy what, what this world <laughs> seems to be in that going in that direction. And you know what? I had these kids come. I don't like, I'm not going to mention any names, but I had these kids come and like, we we're fortunate. Like we're able to hire kids. And I really love giving back to the community. It's one of my favorite things to do. Like the more money that we make, the more money we can delegate and help the people in our community make some money or come and do some side jobs, whatever it is. But we had some kids come and they were, they were quite young. I should know how they're old. They were, they were maybe six, 16. And then maybe the other one was, I think graduate. So maybe 20, 16 and 20, 16 and 19. Anyways, these kids came in and they were so dependable. I was shocked. I'm still blown away. <laughs> I really am. Like they did more work and a better job than some adults that we've hired without question. And I was just so blown away. I'm like, I'm like, they're so young. And, um, oh, 16 and 18, Dorothy said only, he's only 18, the older one. Um, they were so reliable. They were so, <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but <sighs> they're so like functioning human beings. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, go do this. And they just did it. And like, you don't, you don't have to sit there and watch. You don't have to help. You don't have to like explain, like, go do that. And they did it. Like there were some vehicles driving. 
I should mention they're, they're, they're farm kids. Like I really like farm kids. I grew up in the city. So, um, don't be offended city people. I'm, I'm a city guy too. That's why I, that's a city kid. That's why I grew up in the city, but these farm kids, they, they grow up working. That's what I'm talking about. Like they grow up working, they grow up doing chores. They grow up like they, I feel like they have, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that city kids don't have that opportunity, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like those farm kids, like they grow up, like doing tasks and doing hard work. And like, when we bring them into work, like they work. <laughs> they were, actually i talked to one of them and i said hey this is a different situation i said hey bring one of your friends and he's like um he said or i don't know if he said can i bring a friend or i said bring a friend to, to come and help and i said if you have any f friends that are farm kids bring pick those ones first because <laughs> those kids those kids know how to work <laughs> but like i said don't get me wrong we've had some other kids in that that work really hard too that aren't didn't grow up right on a farm or an acreage but um those those two in particular I was, I was blown away still think about like oh my gosh the work that they did and i didn't even have to do anything like, i think many times when you're you're delegating or you're working with people that could be employees or just getting someone to help out like you have to help out too or you have to do the work but if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur and you can assign a task and walk away and do something else like maybe they like do something else like it's amazing to get have something done and you don't like you're not there like that's a business like I'm still learning how to be a business owner and how to manage employees and how to delegate. Like to be able to say here and like walk away and do something else. Like that's how businesses should work. You should have, you should be able to have employees that can do a job while you're doing another job. If you're doing the jobs together, then it's a bit of a challenge and you're paying for your time and their time and, and then you're not able to do, do twice. You should be able to do twice the work, right? <laughs> that's what I feel like. If you have five employees, you should get five times the work done. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I asked those kids and I said, hey, can you guys run a chainsaw and then um they're like oh yeah like it's no problem and then i was like uh because i like they're, they're to me they're kids but they're adults like yeah hey, i feel like 18 is an adult but um like i moved away when i was 18 it's hard even hard for me to believe but then i so then i was like i eh, better ask the mom as so i asked their mom and she's like oh yeah she's like they've been doing that stuff for years <laughs> Did you, like driving trucks and tractors and trailers and cutting wood i'm like oh my gosh so <laughs> the moral of the story is raise your kids on a farm <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> you guys you, maybe one of the reasons why i'm so like impressed by, by like the farm kids or farm community I don't know, because i grew up in the city like we didn't run chainsaws. <laughs> I did like when I was old, when I was a bit older and I worked on the farm, like I worked on the construction stuff. Like I worked on a farm for some summers as well. And I ran chainsaws and such. And I was probably like their age, probably 16 ish. But I, it's still, you think about all the things that they can do, like driving trucks and, and trailers and like tractors. And I'm like, we didn't do it. We didn't do that. <laughs> we didn't do that in the city. So I think about kids that are doing that now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe all the things that they can do. But there's there's so many things that you do on a, on a farm. Like you got to do the fence post and you got to have a hammer and nails. Like, <laughs> When I, I grew up in the city, you just had to worry about catching your bus on time <laughs> so you weren't late for school. And then who was going to drive you home? Because I didn't really want to take the bus home. Don't get me wrong. We had chores. Like we we um, we did stuff like we did stuff around the house. We, sh we shoveled. We cut the lawn. We trimmed the hedges. I think that's a little bit different than like riding a horse <laughs> or milking a cow. Oh, my gosh. I, I actually went to give this this one of these kids some money. And he worked for a few hours, so I gave him, I don't know, I gave him, I don't know what it was. I gave him 50 bucks, like a $50 bill, and he's like, uh, I can't take that. 
I was like, yeah, you can. <laughs> and then he's like, like, just great, great kids, like great people, great family. So I told the mom after like, because well, she said they, they don't, it's not like the parents pay them, right? Like these are the chores. These are things that you do when you wake up. You do your chores, like you cut the hay. I don't know. I don't know what you do on the farm, but they're not, they don't actually get paid, right? Like parents let them stay in their house and they um, feed them. That's more than enough payment. But anyways, he didn't want to take, he didn't want to take the money. And I was like, take the money. Like you deserve it. You worked hard, got all this stuff done. So I just thought that was really nice because a lot of people expect, like most, like a lot of people have their hand out. Like, what can you do for me instead of what can I do for you? I feel like that's kind of, kind of a world we live in. Like people have these expectations around the things that you should be doing for them. I just thought it was really nice, like a breath of fresh air for it to be like, oh no, that's too much. But like, no, no, this is what we agreed on. This is what I told you, what we, what we can do, we can handle if you're going to be here. We're going to pay you for your time. Everyone deserves to be paid for their time. It doesn't matter what age they are. All right, you guys, I'm going to let you carry on. I'm sure I'm sure some of you have to get on with your dates. Um, if you guys have questions for us, let us know. We'd be happy to help you out. But at any rate, I got to go. And um, we'll catch up with you soon. Take care. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on facebook.com slash trueformlife. We post up there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge, whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadio, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.